Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Sarah Michelle Galleroff, Buffy the Vampire, Yes, Happy New Year. This is We Stand Together. A pop culture academic symposium. We are the pop culture professors. Mm-hmm. Smart people, dumb topics. That's right. That smart person is Caitlin Bitsagai. Hi, and that smart person is Lauren Brickman. I didn't do it. You didn't trick me, Lauren. <laughs> oh. Did not call you a dumb person or a dumb <laughs> topic. Someday you will fall into the strap. Keep trying. <laughs> But we are the pop culture professors. You saw that for how I was not easily outwitted. <laughs> yeah, it is incredible. Somehow, Caitlin and I uh, are have been allowed to, and I continue to teach at the college level. It's really, it's really a conundrum. Yeah, you're gearing up for a new semester. Oh, guess what? One of my schools last semester hasn't even ended yet. I still technically have two oh, weeks fun. left. Yeah. Oh, fun yeah. and cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how, that's how we roll. I love that sense of closure you can feel as eight jobs overlap. <laughs> yeah. It, it's just fun when you work at eight million places and none of the calendars line up. That's that's always cool. Anyways, uh, but you know what? During these challenging times, there's always pop culture to make us feel better. Thank God. Thank God. In our veins. So we love to stand things, Mm -hmm. which means being an obsessive fan. So Lauren, what are you standing this week? All right. I got two big stands right now. Uh Uh-oh. First show of the year. She's coming out. She's doubling. Coming in hot. First and foremost, I can't stop standing Bridgerton. I love it. Thank you, Shondaland. Thank you, Netflix. Thank you, Regency era romance. Thank you. (laughs) Just all the hot people doing hot people things. Um, It was really beautiful. I will probably watch it 10 more times while I wait for the next season to drop. Friend of the show, Lila Cohan is co-EP and writer. Shout out to Lila. Lila, thank you so much for your service. Thank you for this gift. (laughs) I... I can't. I just I love it so much. The other thing I'm I'm really standing this week are Epsom salts. Okay. I knew we had to get a weird one in. Because um as some of you know, I fell through an air vent recently. And um I've been really okay. sore ever since. And so the Epsom salts have just been like really, really there for me during this challenging time of yet another insanely weird injury I have self-induced. Wow. We need to do an episode about odd injuries because remember, famously, I got fiberglass in my eyeball when I taught sketch comedy at a theater that used to exist. And for anyone that has a bingo card going for Caitlin and I's injuries, yes, the f- the leg that went through the air vent is the same leg that went through the box van this summer. So... <laughs> But uh, but Caitlin, what are you standing this week? 
Okay, mine is weird. It has nothing to do with anything, but it's a movie I saw and I really liked it. And it's called <laughs> Burnt. And it's from 2015 and I've never heard anyone talk about it. Have you yes, seen I've seen it. it. Okay. <laughs> have you talked about it on the show and I just went off No, I've never talked about it on the show, Probably. but I have talked about it. Okay. I yeah. loved it. And it's Bradley Cooper and he's, you know, it's a redemption story for a chef. It, it doesn't break any mold, but I think it moves at a great clip. I like that the female love interest actually has a personality in her own storyline. I like that it takes place in London and it's beautiful. And then I found a new boyfriend, Omar Sy, who plays Michelle. Uh, it's just great to have a new boyfriend right at the, at the beginning <laughs> of the new year and to find out that he's a very successful French actor <laughs> and he's won a César, which Lauren and I know all about because, of course, we're huge fans of the show Call My Agent, where all <gasps> I talk about is the César Awards. Maybe he'll be on the next season that's dropping on Netflix at the end of January. Oh, my God. For my boyfriend to be on my show that I created. <laughs> <laughs> huge, huge. Oh, my God. I... I mean, you'd think I could pull those strings, but I can't. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, the season has already been shot and aired in France. So, like, it is what it is. <laughs> so, but, I like, can easily Google that. We could Google it. Happened. But, like, I'm just going to watch every episode in anticipation of Omar being on it. I think, you know, it, there's a magical realism to call my agent. And if you just dream that one of those mm -hmm. episodes exists enough, it could happen. I love that show. So, I like this movie and I'd never heard of it. It was and really good. I it was really it. good. And it, it was horribly panned. By yeah, critics. but you can see you can see Bradley Cooper. He's definitely gearing up for A Star Is Born. Like this mm -hmm. was an intentional role he took to be like, can I be this guy? And it's like a it's like a a diet version of that guy. It does kind of feel. I'm I really enjoyed the film and I think it's well done. But it does kind of have like a senior thesis feel to it. Right. And it also does have like very pointed dialogue in the beginning where it's like, Michelle, because of the thing in Paris that happened and like they explain it. But I'm like, good. You know, I'm tired of movies. It's like go on for four hours. And I'm like, why did that scene exist? Now we know it's because Michelle hates him because of this thing. Matthew Reese hates him for another thing. Like they all they all <laughs> introduce themselves. Some of them have character names. Some of them go by their actor names. You know, it's almost like they studied improv before shooting the film. <laughs> It's exactly like that. <laughs> well, speaking of studying improv, we have two of America's uh predominant improv practitioners. Is that what we is that what we say these days? Practitioners? That is, that is what is accepted and fair. <laughs> Please welcome world-renowned improv practitioners, Alex Song and Patrick wow. Key. Hi, Alex hated that. Alex Hi. hated that intro. Well, no, just with my face. Yeah, yeah. Alex's face hated that intro. <laughs> well, I, you know, there's nothing I love more than making guests feel really safe and comfortable. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was honest. It was honest. <laughs> well, we're so excited to have you here today because we could have thought of two more fun people to dive into today's super fun topic, which is celebrity resolutions. Ooh. Yeah. What we want to see for celebrities in 2021. So is this us making it for them or what we think they would make for themselves or does it not really matter? We can definitely discuss all. It's definitely going to focus on what okay. we want for them. <laughs> <laughs> because, uh, you know, and I and I know, Patrick, 
Patrick, we've we've discussed this a little bit via DM on mm-hmm. at various occasions, but mm-hmm. in 2020, the celebrities were not okay. Like celebrities no. are they not okay right now. They were out of control this year. They really went into the internet hard and <laughs> hard. They it's- had not a lot of success doing that. <laughs> There's been a lot of travesty and tragedy in 2020, and in this in this one episode, we're gonna fix it all. I love that. I'm not gonna do any resolutions for myself, just for celebrities. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I stopped doing resolutions a few years back. (laughs) Do you remember your last resolution? I don't know, be happy or something. That was my last (laughs) 11 11 wish, and then I stopped forever because because you achieved it, or because you just said this is no because it's not working. Sorry to not yes and what you said. <laughs> well, before we dive into what celebrities, you know, how they did in 2020 and how they're going to do in 2021, I we always like to let our listeners know sort of what our credentials are for a topic. And since today is all about celebrity resolutions, I wanted to tie it in with New Year's Eve, um, which... I don't know if if, if y'all know this, uh, listeners and friends, but New Year's Eve is actually one of my favorite holidays. It may actually be my favorite holiday. And this goes way back. Like as like an elementary school kid, me and one of my neighbor friends, we used to host fancy New Year's Eve sleepovers. And uh, oftentimes there was like a celebrity theme to it, like dress up like you're going to, I don't know. The Oscars, which we also had to sleep over for the Oscars. I was that kid. Um, But in eighth grade, iconically made all of my friends at the sleepover put resolutions and wishes into a time capsule. And that was eighth grade. And everyone's social circles fall apart after middle school. We know that, right? But I Mm -hmm. still forced everyone who had been there in eighth grade to come back senior year to like unpack (sighs) the time capsule. And I really – it – I really went out of my way to make my teen years the blueprint for an indie film. Like, I'll just say that. Yeah, you <laughs> so, I worked way too hard to make that happen. So, so those are my credentials. I was a power hungry middle schooler who forced her friends to do a time capsule. That's amazing. That's amazing. I feel like so many people hate New Year's. So it's really nice to hear someone that loves I agree. New Year's. I like that. Uh, I was trying to think of why I was an expert to speak on this topic, and I thought I must have had a stupid job, and it took me a long time to remember, have I worked on a New Year's Eve show? And then I remembered I did, which is, (laughs) but I remembered it in a backwards way, which is I remembered working on New Year's Eve in the 1515 building on Broadway in MTV, but I was like, what New Year's Eve thing was that? But it wasn't, but it was... It was really weird because they have to like when you work in Times Square on uh, New Year's Eve, they basically have to let you go from work at like 1 p.m. <laughs> and it's terrifying. And I got on the ACE on, I, forget, I guess, 42nd. And there's maybe 1000 cops under there, like just waiting for like Times Square to begin. It was very terrifying. <laughs> but that wasn't the New Year's Eve show I worked on. I worked for <laughs> one day on a different MTV New Year's Eve show. But that was in like August because that's when you prepare for them. And it was the one that the Jersey Shore hosted. And they told us uh, that if any of the segments will involve reading, only Vinny can do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. That was them. That is not my slander against the cast of Jersey Shore, but that is is what's hearsay. Good for Vinny. Wow. All roads lead back to improv, I guess. How about you guys? What's your experience with New Year's Eve? 
Uh, we know Alex is not a resolutions fan. No, I also, I, I mean, we already talked about how it's cliche, but I hate New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We only need that opinion to make a full um, up. Well, it's because the the theater where we used to do stuff uh, used to have New Year's Eve parties. Right. And I started going when I was 19 and oh. not knowing how to handle mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. And we get blackout drunk. And there was one time I woke up in the ER the next morning <gasps> after having uh, an ambulance called. And I didn't understand. I thought I was just set with the $100 copay. I'd be out of the woods. Oh. My mom would never have to know. And then mm-hmm. I also had to, uh, she did get a hospital and ambulance bill after. Mm-hmm. And then also I was dating a guy at the time. And we went to the party together. And I like made out with so many other people <laughs> at the party. And he was sitting angrily <laughs> in the ER when I woke up. Um, I'm not telling the story very linearly. The point is... <laughs> no, I think it's heightening. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, so he walked out, he broke up with me, and then my birthday is a few days after New Year's. He texted oh. me, happy birthday, I hope you realize happiness is a choice. Oh my God. <laughs> and then you wished on 11-11 Oh it. my God. On 11-11. Yeah, every 11-11 after that, I was like, please. <laughs> I choose to be happy. Yeah, I choose to be happy. <laughs> But anyways, wow. I yeah. just, I generally try to have calmer New Year's Eves now. Fair, I, fair. Absolutely. That's yeah. that's balance. That's, that's fair. Balance. Yeah. But I chose to keep doing improv. <laughs> <laughs> that that that's an interesting lesson you didn't learn. So Patrick, how about you? I uh I don't have any like interesting New Year's. I I'm uh, unfortunately am someone who every year I'm like this is this will be the year I don't black out on New Year's <laughs> and um hasn't happened yet. But I actually have very good feeling about this New Year's because I don't think I'm going to black out this New Year's, but well, <laughs> it'll be hard to. <laughs> and listeners, to, we're recording this on New Year's Eve, and so we'll mm. check in with Patrick, though, before we release the episode yes. to find out if this came <laughs> true. Yes. We will follow please, up. Please. Okay. Oh my god, it's going to be so sad if I do. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've certainly, I certainly have um, yeah, blacked out before midnight, um, mm-hmm. woken up in friends' places, but I will say I'm someone I don't understand. I, Alex, I understand why you hate New Year's after hearing that harrowing tale, but I feel like <laughs> I don't understand why people hate it so much. I think people put so much pressure on it and it's like, just treat it like it's an, a party night, like it's another yeah, night of the year. I think so. I think personally there was there's a certain magic actually about the time that Lauren mentioned, like eighth grade, where like mm-hmm. midnight was still a little bit like Mm-hmm. abnormal and is a reach and you're like we're doing this and i think that that particular magic is just you have to reframe it yeah uh because i think i don't i think those early high school years are good good new years like sleepover time oh yeah for sure and yeah i've just had like a lot of weird stuff happen on new year's eves i saw gin blossoms play a, co- a concert for free once in weird. pittsburgh oh, which wow. was the weirdest <laughs> Also, a story I've told on this podcast before about when I got into a fight with Leah Michelle that happened on New Year's <laughs> Eve, and that was a beautiful moment. So New Year's Eve is just magical. Wasn't she <laughs> in the movie New Year's Eve? Also, yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. <laughs> Maybe I'll watch that today. Yeah. Oh no, Alex, I won't help. <laughs> <laughs> like you no, were just, just wish to be happy. Day. Just wish to be happy. <laughs> 
that would be better. That would be better. (laughs) All right. So that's what we think about New Year's Eve, but obviously that's not important. We need to focus on celebrities. Mm -hmm. And in our first segment, it's just called How the Celebs Do on Their 2020 Resolutions. I found five celebrities' resolutions for this year that we're ending, 2020. And we're going to have you, Alex and Patrick, guess Given what their resolution was, what iconic 2020 thing ended up happening to these celebs? These are objective. This is what Lauren and I think. (laughs) So, uh, you know, you know, use that. Use that as a clue in and of itself. The first one is Candace Cameron of Full House. Hmm. She resolved. She said, my New Year's resolution is to be very picky about what I choose to say yes to. There are a lot of options. And sometimes you got to stand up. And just say no. So what do you think iconically wow. happened to Candace Cameron in the year 2020? After making such a declaration. Mm. <laughs> wow. I would say. Well, her brother's doing stuff, right? Oh, sorry, Patrick. <laughs> well, okay, her, that's interesting. Her brother, some might say, is doing too much. <laughs> what is he doing lately? Kurt? He's like organizing protests and things. <gasps> oh my God, yeah, like I didn't even know that. Anti-masker protests. Yeah, 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 <gasps> the bad protests. I was gonna say, because I was gonna say, I know Candace Cameron is religious, so yes. my my big guess is that she would, to um, a great deal of consternation from her fans, say no to going to church because oh. she wouldn't want to be in, a, in an indoors in a maskless area and she would say no uh-huh. i'm going to protect the safety of my family and i'm not going to go to church and that would be like a big deal for her that's what i think wow happened to her this those year. are wow. great guesses what happened to candace cameron this year she became an essential worker for the country of canada <gasps> who was allowed to enter because they needed her to film holiday movies so that the canadian <laughs> crew workforce could have a job we, oh, what well, that's Candace beautiful. Cameron. That's I thought you meant she's like an EMT now. I thought so too. No, <laughs> no. But they Being actually... an actor in Hallmark movies is an essential worker in Canada, so that yeah. they can. Does she have the vaccine then? I don't know yet. <laughs> but she's probably on the top of the list in Canada. Mm-hmm. Like, truth be told, <laughs> she was one of the first celebrities back on set. <laughs> Wow. She really led the charge. And she quarantined on set, I think, for a full month away from her family. She wasn't allowed to see her family. Yeah, well, she lived with, like, Mary Lou Henner, who played her mom in the show. They, like, lived together. And why they didn't just film a reality show, I don't know. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing. They said, you have to quarantine two weeks. And she said, I'm doing a month. (laughs) She's like, I'm Candace Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what month was that? Like, how early in August? August? No, I think this was back in like, I want to say like May, June. Wow. Mm. I think it was early. Mm. That's that super early. early. That's too early. Yeah. I mean, she was shooting yeah. two or three films. So yeah. that's like, it wasn't just what? one movie. Yeah. Busy year. Yeah. They were keeping yeah. her up. There. Not bugs. for Candace Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, for a normal human. Okay, so that's what Candace was up to. The next one is Alfonso Ribeiro, a.k.a. Carlton from Fresh Prince. He said, I'm probably going to make the same New Year's resolution that I always make, which is to love my wife to the fullest every day. Well, it sounds like it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> you have to keep making that resolution. <laughs> He's just making the choice to love every day. Mm-hmm. At 11 11, he wishes. Love is I a choice. I love my wife. <laughs> 
So yeah, something iconic did happen. He was a part of something truly iconic this this year, surprisingly. He mm. he um before the original Aunt Viv came back on for the Fresh Prince reunion, he left the set. Isn't that correct? Didn't he leave? And there was the whole thing where he was like, I just had a shoot, I had a shoot to go to. And she was like, it was nothing. He just had a shoot. But it's like, you had a shoot right when they brought her back. You had to leave. Mm. Wow. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. That's what happened. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I do so keep up with Alfonso. <laughs> iconically 2020 because it was a reboot that was clearly filmed in COVID. <laughs> for nostalgia purposes to reboot and to kind of help launch HBO Max is really why they did it. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, another part of the answer that would have been accepted is he did not become friends with me, which I find rude because I really enjoy him. Do you think that would (laughs) go against his resolution of loving his wife if he met you? I hope not. I mean, if it's that... It's that tenuous that he can't have female friends. I'm worried. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, he, you know, he's it's a lot. It. He has a lot to manage with how much Will Smith loves him. That's a lot. It's hard to have another friend. <laughs> I know. I would actually maybe want to leave set. If someone was that obsessed with me, I'd be like, because uh, <laughs> that was. That was, to me, the thing that I didn't know going into the uh, Fresh Prince reunion special was just how obsessed with him Will is. Like, Will thinks he's the funniest human. And he is. He's so talented. But Will's, like, obsession and admiration of him, that was that was, I, that was was deeper than I realized. Mm. So much. All right. That's Alfonso. Uh, <laughs> Nick Jonas said, my New Year's resolution is to basically repeat my resolution from last year. Which was to take more time off, go see the world, travel, and have some great experiences, so that you can be inspired to get back to work. <laughs> is everyone tweeting these on January first, twenty twenty? Uh, basically, I found a few articles that round up different oh, celebrity nice. resolutions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's sad that people keep having to make the same resolutions. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Why do they keep admitting that? Yeah. Well, I want to take back what I said earlier, and because I remembered that. Um, you know, love is choosing someone every day. So maybe, <laughs> so maybe that's what. So it's okay to have the same resolution. <laughs> okay. Okay. I will say what what happened to Nick Jonas is maybe the most surprising of the 2020 outcomes on this list. Mm. This was one that took me by surprise, but one that I'm here for, and I have been watching uh, happen as it's been unfolding. Hmm. Hmm. He wanted to travel. The pandemic travel. happened. He, but he already got married. Yeah, he already got yes, married. famously. Um, to Game of Thrones star. No, no, is that him? No, he his got his brother. married. That's, to, that's, yeah, that's his brother. That's, that's Joe's oh, wife. Okay. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Joe's married to Game of Thrones. Joe. Nick is married to Quantico. Yeah, I was going to say Priyanka. the star of Quantico. wow you're a generous person (laughs) i know that their like Um, little brother got like really tiktok frankie Frankie became tiktok famous and the jonas brothers themselves became the subject of a meme on tiktok where they were known as frankie jonas's brothers oh that's nice yeah it was very endearing Perhaps my favorite TikTok of the year is the green screen of Frankie scrolling through all the comments on Nick's TikTok account, calling him Frankie's brother. It's <laughs> it's art. It's high art. How old is Frankie now? 
he's college like, age. Yeah. He goes to Columbia. Oh, nice. wow. Oh, wow. Ivy. She, mm-hmm. she. <laughs> <laughs> What's he studying? Do we know? I would love if it's like microbiology, but yeah. Wow. I'm sure. I want to say it's something in the realm of psychology, but I Mm. may have just made that up. Also, sad he had to do it remote. He's not getting that full New York experience. Wow. Wow. Unless. (gasps) Unless. Oh, all right. Okay, oh. so guesses for Nick. <laughs> that was Patrick it. Got it. That Patrick was got it. it. Open, yeah. Sorry. Oh, what was it? What it was the Frankie Jonas became famous it and became more his, famous he, than them now. Oh, it, it's that he wow. he is now known on TikTok as Frankie's brother. Mm. Wow. Okay. Congrats, Patrick. Um. All right, Jennifer Lopez. Uh, this was kind of her advice to others, but we assume that it, she's trying to do it herself this year. Be daring, be fun, be kind, be courageous, be dependable, be committed to what makes your heart sing and your spirits soar, be relentless in the pursuit of your passions, and most of all, be loving. Unify when you have the chance, never divide, and watch what happens. That was Jennifer wow. Lopez. Watch what happens. Wow. I think I'm already going to declare that that's my resolution for this year. Watch what happens. Watch what happens. <laughs> I think I did watch second act two New Year's Eves ago. So your commitment to be happiness <laughs> is... <laughs> <laughs> uh, a movie that should have been so much more fun than it was. Sorry, mm. world. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know of anything that happened to J-Lo this year. Alex, do you have guesses? Did Mariah finally say she knows who she is? No, she doubled no. down oh, on it, didn't that, she? Okay, we don't have that one, but I am accepting it because in her book... <laughs> Which we did read. She kind of explains why she hates J Lo, even though well, that person is not like, named. There's like a third person, right? In- Correct. It's basically that her ex husband, Tommy Matola, who is a controlling, crazy right, right. person, propped up J Lo specifically mm-hmm. to be a rival to Mariah. And like, there were all sorts of like it actually it's unclear how much j-lo knew herself this was happening but mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like wasn't there a sample that mariah was going to use in her song correct mm-hmm. i learned this in a 60 second tiktok correct <laughs> and, <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then and then j-lo used it in hers because uh that producer told her to yeah. Yes, mm. exactly. It, and and that chapter where she talks about that, she mentions though, Mariah said, but my single was number one of the year. So I guess I'm real. <laughs> and I <laughs> dropped my book, screamed, ran around the block maskless, but people understood. <laughs> they were like, it's fine. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny. She doesn't name J-Lo, but then at the end she says, so I guess I'm real. It's very clear. I mean, it's clear throughout what it is, but... Also, running around the block maskless does feel like the 2020 version of streaking. Yeah. (laughs) It's a scandal. It was scandalous. (laughs) No, but I just... People yelled at me and they just... I explained. I was like, she said I'm real. They were like, keep going. Keep moving. If you move fast enough, it's fine. But you know, but but still, what? Any thoughts about what what J Lo was able to accomplish that one in twenty twenty? Accounts, but there's there's several for J Lo. Mm. She managed to have a big year in a small year. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. That's J Lo. <laughs> she, um, I don't know. A, a a TV series about Selena came out, which feels like just it has to be connected to J Lo for it's playing true. that role You're in right. the film. You guys are oh, seeing wow. angles we didn't even see. <laughs> 
Well, when you're as big as the sun, mm-hmm. you can Thank see you. Yeah, from any angle. For There's any lots angle of rays. you're casting a shadow. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, her her big highlights were her Super Bowl, which everyone loved. That oh was my like god! Yeah, the six weeks <gasps> that were before COVID. Yes, yeah, it was like the one major cultural event we had. Wow! Yes. And then, despite all she said, she did not manifest herself an Oscar nom mm. uh, for Hustlers, which she wanted very wow. badly. That and also feels like did, a year before. Yeah, and then she did yeah. what I believe is one of the first like sponsored Instagram lives. Now, I have no proof it was sponsored, but for some reason, A-Rod and Diddy were both drinking Presidente beer. Oh, <laughs> I was like, that just happened? But anyway. <laughs> but she had her famous ex and her famous beau together and on I Instagram will say Live. This, I think huge. she was drunk. Oh, which I love. <laughs> they all her. were. It, oh, but I love that for her because she seems like a control freak. So to go on IG live drunk, talking about Mace, she kept being like, "A Rod loves Mace." It was beautiful. It was beautiful. It was truly, truly beautiful. Wait, the what rapper or the spray? The rapper. The okay. rapper. <laughs> <laughs> the rapper. Because they were talking to Diddy, and she's like, "Okay, yes, Mace. yes, 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 yes." Diddy was like the most together. He was like, "Okay." <laughs> 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 Wait, Alex, what were you asking? What astrological sign uh, is Jayla? Wait, can we guess? I believe it, I know. I feel like it would have to be a Gemini or a Leo. Why uh, do you say that? I would guess Leo. Yeah. She's so think, like confident. I think she is a Leo. I believe that's true. She has beautiful Leo hair. Leo or Virgo? <gasps> well, she's a Leo. She's a Leo. Um, wow, astrology is real. (laughs) She's real. (laughs) She's just on the cusp. She was almost a cancer. Oh, Uh, interesting. Not the Leo Virgo cusp. No, she's on a she's she's on the Leo Cancer cusp. Wow. Mm. All right. So our last celebrity uh, is Amy Schumer. She said, women, we are amazing, and our love for each other is so deep. Let's continue to link arms this year and move forward, all of us. (laughs) Lauren really thinks that's funny. (laughs) What happened in 2020 with Amy Schumer? Well, I listened to her book. That's 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 the the Um. So I did love the story that she had to change her baby's name because she realized it sounded like genital. Mm. <laughs> I, I forgot that, that happened. I what forgot that happened. It was Jean Attell, like Dave Attell. <laughs> yeah. Jean so it Attell. sounded like genital. Yeah. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> Again, something that I feel like happened two years ago, but actually it did just happened this year. Did she change the middle name or the first name? <laughs> Uh, I think the middle name, I think she changed it to David Tell's first name instead of his last name. Gene oh. Dave? Gene Dave. <laughs> Maybe David. I don't remember. Gene I da- think you just got to scrap that and move on. <laughs> Wait, I had a friend who had a, a baby boy two weeks ago, and she still hasn't named her son. Is that crazy, do we think? Oh. What is ah. she called? What are they? I don't him? know. Baby? Oh, right. Maybe. Two weeks is, feels like it's starting to push it. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you have nine months to prepare. Mm-hmm. Very true. But there are those people who are like, how would I name someone I've never met yet? I know. You don't know the person. <laughs> right. But now you've met him for two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> but now you've met him. You it know what like, he's like. <laughs> it feels like I get the like wanting to wait, but like you should have some front runners, right? And then yes. you look. Right. Like three yeah. front runners. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, this few... 
Mm-hmm. I'm holding you now. You feel like number five on the mm-hmm. list. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to call yeah. you Austin. <laughs> when is the paperwork due? Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's an assignment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's an assignment. Do you, call, you just keep asking the, the hospital. Yeah. You have to keep asking the hospital for an extension. Yeah. Can't, I, I felt swear again. I'm working on it. I just need one more day. Work is crazy. incomplete. <laughs> Wait, so you said it. So I think we should name the baby right now. And then you just text your friend that okay. we came up okay. with the answer. Yeah. Okay. What do you think? Well, can we well, have one fact about the baby? Or about the couple? <laughs> yeah, that makes it a unique yeah. baby. Um, yeah, it's a very unique baby. Um, <laughs> it was born at home. Um, okay. It's, it's, it's a it's sex is a boy. It's a male baby. And um, the parents live in Venice, California, in L.A. Mm. Um, okay. I think that's it. I think that's all you get. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say I I love a, a I love a gender neutral name. Mm-hmm. I really do. It has brown hair. Um, also, he has okay. brown hair. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're from Venice, California. <laughs> born around De- in December, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna offer them the name Timber. I hope they take it. <laughs> oh wow! I really hope wow. they take it too. Okay, <laughs> wow. I'm gonna go with. Um, Roger. <laughs> Just because okay. I think wow. a baby named Roger is really funny. Yeah, that mm-hmm. is really funny. Wow. Okay, we have Timber. We have Roger. Um, t- Tuck. Tuck. Ooh, I like okay. That. Text Just your tuck. friend, and we'll we'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll see who we'll wins. Put this on our Instagram stories of <laughs> vote from between Timber, Tuck, and Roger for a baby you've never met. <laughs> And probably never will. Yeah. Um, so Amy what Schumer. did Amy Schumer get into <laughs> yeah. besides a baby name? I feel oh, like yeah. she got into a fight with another woman. Mm-hmm. If that's her resolution for us to, for Women Teen Night, I feel like that blew up in her face big time. Blew yes up in someone's no. face. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay, okay. It's a very recent controversy. <gasps> she oh. started it. I will be she honest. Started it. This recent controversy, I our We Stand book club has a text chain, and I put my phone down for a couple hours and mm-hmm. came back to two hundred and eighty-seven <laughs> texts about this incident. Wow! <laughs> uh, does it make sense? Is it unhinged or does it make sense? <laughs> Nothing about the scandal makes sense. It's unhinged. Okay. It's unhinged. Okay. It's completely unhinged. Okay. 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 Good to know. Good okay. to know. Okay. <laughs> but okay. it has been. It has spiraled so wildly. <laughs> She's now a forgotten part of it, but she sort of started it. Oh. oh. It's not about Hilaria, is it? Yeah. Yes. Oh. Wait, because how did she start it? What is Amy Schumer's part in this? Because Hilaria was in the media because Amy Schumer posted a joke, uh, a photo of Hillary being mm-hmm. uh, like uh, very skinny holding her baby and Amy Schumer presented that as if it was herself as a yes. joke being like got my baby body back or my pre-baby my body, body, body back. back and uh some like hillary fans were upset and then hilaria kind of tried to like move like try to be with the joke but it sort of became its own thing but because she had been in the focus the the twitter thread started <sighs> and Oh wow! People, it was like people were just waiting with their receipts yeah. on their lap, waiting for her to make <laughs> a, a, a mistake, and and she, they found their moment. They were mm. like, "It's time to drag her." And thank God, thank God, leave leave Hilaria in 2020, <laughs> and just embrace Hillary in 2021. Be yeah. who you are. <laughs> embrace Hillary in 2021. I uh, I was gonna say that um I 
like in preparation for this pop uh podcast because i know it's like about pop culture i was i was like oh i know is it hilarious is going to be discussed and i have no idea what it's about and then my internet gave out as soon as we started talking about it <laughs> you're not so meant still- to know <laughs> no you're not meant to know i'll we'll send you the, the the instagram explainer because you basically okay. <laughs> do need to do like some some background reading okay thank you yeah. and then, even then you can't know mm-hmm. on that note while we're sending that to alex let's take a quick break <laughs> <laughs> Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. All right. Welcome back. All right. So in preparation for today's episode, we reached out to our stand stands on Instagram and we asked our our followers and our listeners what resolutions they want to see from celebrities. And so we're going to share with you the results of that Instagram poll and uh, and, and get your and, and get your thoughts on these and see if you if you like these, if you think that they need any uh, tweaks, if you have uh, any nips or tucks that you, you want to suggest. <laughs> So uh, the first resolution that came in was from Mike DeFrancisco, former guest and our amazing artist. And he, his hope for stan, uh, for celebrities this, this season is that they pull more Chris Evans. And by pulling a Chris Evans, his hope is that there are more dick pics posted to promote activism and voting. Uh, Mike thinks that dick pics will save democracy. Uh, he's nominated Henry Cabal. Cavill? How do Cavill, you say Cavill, I think. Cavill? Cavill? Cavill. Is he Superman? He's Superman, right? He's a blind spot for me. Yeah, he's culturally. Superman. Was okay. he also Passion of the Christ or am I? No, that's... No, very similar Thank name, you. though. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was in Mission it? Impossible. <laughs> Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel's okay, Passion. <laughs> <laughs> I think your internet went out. <laughs> You're never going to learn who played Jesus. It's a recording of someone saying Jim Jim Caviezel to be her ringtone. Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. I'm curious. um, Are there any celebrities who you think dick pics or other body pics could save democracy? And and who's do you who's do you want out there doing the work? I will personally go on the record and say I don't think dick pics will save democracy. Okay. I'm so sorry, Mike. I'm so sorry, but I don't think that Chris Evans tweet did anything except for made us all really horny in a nice way. Um, But I will say that I will pretend that a dick pic will save democracy if we can get one from Jake Gyllenhaal. 
Jake I will Gyllenhaal. say that. Oh. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. <laughs> That's the one I'm waiting for. And then wow. I'll finally I don't vote. Know why. <laughs> <laughs> Hall, it's up to you to save Georgia, which Patrick is strangely a resident of. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, that's wild. Mm-hmm. Caitlin, is it who's yours? Uh, Pierce Brosnan or? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, I would just love, uh, I don't need a dick pic, but just Pierce Brosnan uh, making things at his home bar. Mm. <laughs> just making drinks and. It, eating cashews or something mm. is he shirtless or does he f- is he fully clothed sure <sighs> you know i actually maybe. think he's i think it's like a, a loose situation like loose no. tie loose shirt but not mm-hmm. like totally yeah you see some like chest mm. hair coming out and then i will vote, <laughs> then <you'll> vote. <laughs> so what celebrity body would get you to vote <laughs> well i kept picturing different ones in my head mm-hmm. and i was like i think it makes me like them less <laughs> For context, I am gay. <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be a dick pic. It could be- but I think I will go with Justin Trudeau because I don't think I like him already. <laughs> and I just want to know. There's just some curiosity there. I have a few questions. <laughs> Wow. I love it. Personally, what I want more than anything is I want a record a screen recording to see what um Joshua Jackson and his wife Jody. I just want to see their text messages to each other. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. I want to see how they text each other. Mm-hmm. That that to me would get That's me to so vote, intimate. Finally. Yeah, I want that kind of intimacy. <laughs> I'm looking for intimacy. <laughs> Lauren is looking to be a third, but not sexually. Yeah. A digital far removed third. I will help part with, of that family. She'll help with chores and stuff. Yeah. Oh, I've said it I've said it on the podcast before. I am willing to, I will be your live-in nanny so fast. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> your horny live-in nanny who's like <laughs> masturbating to your text threads. <laughs> I just love the idea of you like patting a baby, like not paying attention. <laughs> patting its face. <laughs> Good baby. Shh, baby, shh. Yeah. Timber, shh. <laughs> just calls the baby Timber, yeah. never <laughs> Okay, well, it's nice to know what would get us all to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait. I can't wait to vote in the next election. Mm -hmm. All right. So the next celebrity resolution came from friend of the show, Juan Leon, who said celebrities need to stop asking for more affirmation from strangers. Mm. And I'm Mm. curious, are there any celebrities that you feel like did this bad look too much this year of asking for affirmation? Yeah, that's so interesting. I'm like, I can't recall any. And I'm like, if celebrities are doing that, I'm pissed. But I can't <laughs> recall any celebrities doing it. But I guess like anytime they post on social media, they're looking for something. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Are there examples that I can get angry about? <laughs> I feel like any celebrity who's on TikTok, but not very mm-hmm. good at it and doesn't have a lot of uh, engagement or followers. <laughs> yeah. Wait, do you have an oh, example? You know what? Oh, no, ahead. no examples. <laughs> you know what happened a lot, like uh, around the summer, was when, uh, for instance, the Vanderpump Rules cast members <laughs> who got fired for being racist. I don't know if they asked for it that much, but like they definitely allowed Instagrams to <laughs> prop up that were like save Stasi, and mm-hmm. twenty thousand people follow it. And 
I don't know if they exactly ask for affirmation, but you know, they're like half-ass apologies and it's sort of like their fans coming to their aid being mm-hmm. like, you weren't racist. You know, yeah. That, yeah, that's a good one. Another one that like, it actually is painful for me to say because we have famously, not only on the show, but like in many theaters across the country talked about what a good per- friend she is on social media to celebrities, but someone whose social media presence got a little too thirsty for me. Oh, I know what you're going to say. I'm scared, Uh-oh. but I know. Sarah Michelle Gellar needs to stop <gasps> asking us all to tell her it's okay to be a sloppy mom. Ooh. Like, oh. it's gotten weird. Her <sighs> energy has gotten weird. Ooh. And mm-hmm. I love her. I love her. I want to love her again. I need her to stop talking about how hard it is to raise her children in her mansion. Mm. Is she still with Freddie Prince Jr.? Uh, yes. Well, that's nice. That is it nice. is. <laughs> it is nice. And she's like a best friend to a lot of people. But it's just, it is, it's a lot of like, I made 800 pierogies, but is it ever enough? Like, yeah, <laughs> oh it was. God. Like a while ago. <laughs> is it ever enough? <laughs> Stuff at yeah. 20. Yeah. <laughs> the, the the drunk mom picks have gotten to be a bit much for me. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So. Yeah. Fair. So Absolutely I hate fair. that. I hate that. I think she needs to stop. <laughs> yeah. And it makes yeah. me angry. Yeah. yeah it's right. like there's. I think you know. <laughs> sound cheesy. I'm like I think people at all levels of society have problems and they have insecurities. <laughs> but I'm just True. like you're so rich and powerful. Shut the hell up. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. No one cares. Agreed. On that mm-hmm. note, Lauren Ashley Smith wrote to us to say, no more making their staff be their sidekick for pranks and bits on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That person is paid to tolerate. Mindy Kaling is a Oof. big. Oh. Yeah, Mindy that Kaling is gross. is a big offender. I, I want proof that um, I always, what's her name? Dax and Kristen's. Kristen Bell. Monica. Monica. I want proof that Monica's there of her own free will and that she's not being held captive. (laughs) You won't find it. She's not. I'm worried about Monica. I'm worried about Monica and I might have to start a hashtag free Monica campaign in 2021. (laughs) Also, Monica, just to be clear, who is Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell's assistant and nanny, just signed with WME. So they're inevitably going to have to bring in another assistant and like, what is going to happen? Like, it's just going to become this huge... Uh, what is the uh, rat king of <laughs> celebrities? Um, yeah. I will say personally, I'm willing to be a sidekick for pranks and bits on IG if it will get me signed with WME. That is something I personally am willing to do. Mm-hmm. That kind of like line, but yeah, between assistant and friend and like assistant and like prankster is it's so. Um, it's a skeevy it's a devious it makes me so uncomfortable mm-hmm. and yeah it's really sick you know what's weird is uh, this is from a long time ago but when uh kathy griffin did my life on the d-list <laughs> she would always have those assistants and they would always have bad fallouts like mm. it was never like my assistant moved on to another job it's always like uh you know she was my best friend and now we don't speak and i'm wow. suing her and she's counter suing <laughs> But that's not the only celebrity I've seen that happen with. It's, yeah. They get too close to them. Yeah. yeah. You gotta you can't love be hard. friends with your boss. They love hard. <laughs> Have you ever been genuinely friends with a boss? And then um, no. I had a crush on a boss once in it. Oh, same. And then I had to leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you had to leave? You were kicked out? Are you no, this was yourself? when I worked at Pinkberry and I got really <laughs> invested. 
<laughs> and I, she was the ship supervisor, and then I got promoted to key holder and certified trainer, and I was like, I want to be a ship supervisor, and um, I thought she was straight, and then she she told me she had once been in a relationship with a woman for four years. <sighs> Oh, Wait, weird. Alex, this is your feature film, In the Pink, and it's a lesbian love story. <laughs> in the Pink, oh, oh is that what God. it's called? In the Pink. <laughs> no. You can't call it that. Two in the Pink. You can call it Two in the Pink, you and her. In the Pink, and it takes place, like, it's at a pink fairy. Yeah. Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's good. You could sell that. Look at this stylized to high in hell. That woman that, that directed the new Emma can direct it. Mm. Yes. Yeah. It's it a period so piece for 2013. Yeah, yes. when all those yogurt places became huge. Yeah, mm. I know. 16 mm. handles. Mm. I love well, it. a great one. Mm-hmm. Um. Victoria Edel wrote in saying, no more lying about their racial or ethnic background. <laughs> Fair. Oh. Fair. Fair. Agree. Yeah. Agree. <laughs> Hillary is Hillary. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. I knew this had something to do with Hillary. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, yeah, that one's just pretty straightforward. Yeah. And, that, yeah. and that's Stop. for everyone. Just nobody lie about where you're from and who yeah. you are. Just, just be yourself. Especially if you have a wellness book where part of your path to wellness is being authentic. <laughs> But I think if Joseph Gordon-Levitt or Patrick wanted Mm -hmm. to tell people they were Asian, Asian people wouldn't mind. Yeah, (laughs) I agree with that, too. (laughs) We'll see what 2021 brings. But so, Alex, you're on on behalf of the Asian community. You're giving giving them a free pass. Yeah. Okay. I speak for us all. The monolith, the diaspora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea how powerful you were. You're the most powerful person on earth. <laughs> she can just give out free passes. This is amazing. Well, maybe oh. with that power, you can help Kate Vatter with her resolution, which is for celebrities to at their fans more and be faster on cameo turnaround time. <laughs> Kate, oh. I love you for this one. <laughs> I I definitely agree about cameo. It's like if you if you want to work and you want to make money on <laughs> cameo, <you>. then <laughs> hey, guess what? There's a turnaround time. Okay, this is a job. So yeah, make I, your video I, and send it back. I have to say, I, I've i only bought two cameos in my whole life. Both of them were for Caitlin. And one of them was a thank you for the cameo she got me for my birthday. And one of them was for Christmas. And both times, the first one I got was from Janelle from Sister Wives. She sent it so fast. Mm. I couldn't believe that. I didn't even think I had hit submit on the request. Like, I swear she just knew it was coming. And Melissa was a little slower, but Melissa sent text messages to make sure that the video was exactly what I wanted. So she had follow-up, and she cared. So I, I've only had two very positive interactions with Cameo. Who's Melissa? Uh, Melissa Joan Hart. <gasps> I was hoping! Oh my god, yeah. and she was texting you to make sure it was the right thing? That's so mm-hmm. cute. That's that so is cute. so it was, cute. Mm-hmm. So I've I, bought a few, and they mostly are very fast, and I think to Kate's point, that's the problem, like, because like, almost everyone is fast, but Martin Henderson, who played Riggs on Grey's Anatomy, which I bought for <laughs> Lauren for our show for her birthday, where I edited together a 12-minute long video of people telling her congrats <laughs> on being Grey's. Alex was featured prominently. Um... <laughs> 
Martin took a week and got it in like an hour before the live show. So I had to edit oh, him wow. in at the last second, <laughs> which he could not have possibly anticipated that I was using it for a 12 minute long <laughs> <Grey's> Anatomy <laughs> montage. <laughs> but he should have. <laughs> I because seven days is the limit. If it's after seven days, they mm. can't just do it without uh, asking you. Mm. So he clearly oh. waits less. <laughs> you know, I, I did like him on Grey's. I loved him in the 12 minute video. Mm. Some of his best work. <laughs> Wow, wow. I'm I'm I love that you came to find some love for him. I have either of you ever engaged with cameo purchases? I tried to buy one. I've tried to buy a few and none of them have ever accepted. <gasps> really? And I don't think I'm asking for a lot when I do it. One I did ask for a lot, but the other ones I have not asked for a lot. And they don't they well, don't Who are some of the people who haven't fulfilled? Um the guy who does <laughs> The guy who does the voice and scream on the phone. The g- That's a really good one. <laughs> I was like, He's what? I mean, no disrespect to him, a legend and an icon, but I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> Accept my cameo request. What is your life right now? Uh, wow. was, so was it right before Halloween? Because that's probably when he's busiest. Mm, that's very true. It might have been, to be honest. <laughs> I was not getting it for a Halloween thing, but it, it it definitely was this year. And I think it was probably in the fall. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of the other ones that I've tried. It was like a basketball player once uh, for a friend. I don't even know who it was. <laughs> it was uh, someone on the Knicks. And they wow. also said no. I think a thing, I think, well, what is the deal? Because I think the thing that is tripping me up and is making them say no is that I'll I'll be like, can you just say that they're like the best person or like the funniest person? Or like, can you tell them that they're like um like the greatest whatever? And I think maybe celebrities don't like to give out hard um opinions like that. Oh, like <laughs> superlatives. Superlatives. Yeah. I don't know. I pretty much got Melissa Joan Hart to say that she's a stan of Caitlyn. So <gasps> that's true. But sometimes sometimes they do phrase it like Caitlyn wanted you to know that you're the yeah. best. Like they kind of mm. do turn it around like so that an audio clip can't be like lifted. Mm-hmm. But um I mean it could still be it could totally still be lifted. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe you just had bad luck. Okay, yeah. I'll try it again. Because wow. I, I got Real Housewife voice. of Orange County, Gretchen Rossi, to <laughs> tell Tim Dunn's fake assistant, Vicky Grubbs, <laughs> to have fun with her church family eating corn on wow. the <laughs> So they'll say a knew, lot. They'll say a that's lot. That's when I knew the app was very powerful. <laughs> Janelle from Sister Wives got emotional. She started to yeah, She was up. like crying. <gasps> Oh thinking god. about our friendship oh my god. and she was glad that's to get beautiful. to meet me in some way <gasps> wow. that's incredible it's pretty powerful stuff it's Wait, pretty powerful i stuff. will say also the other half that we haven't talked about is the celebrities adding people quicker yes 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 mm-hmm. thank you thank you i think no don't no? i'd say no i say celebrities shouldn't be adding fans on social media i think that kind wow. of discourse is unhealthy Oh, adding. Wow. Okay. I heard ADD and I was right. like, oh, like a follow back? <laughs> that follow back would be nice too. A follow back would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But adding, yeah. 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 Except for the cast of Kim's Convenience, they should all at me. 
<laughs> I will say the cast of Kim's Convenience should have you, Lauren. Yeah, thank you. Because I'm just like, I'm just, just really trying a, to be part of that family. As a cast, if they could get on one thread. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just really like them a whole lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaking of great stuff, Dabney West says that they should find more vaccines and science stuff. Yes, the Dolly, the Dolly Parton method mm-hmm. of oh, living your yes. life as a celebrity. Yeah. yeah. We I mean, them. it'd definitely be good if they all had given a million dollars. Yeah. <laughs> that could have been cool. Yeah. Can you imagine if they had all given just a, just even half a mil, not mm-hmm. even a full mil? Celebs are so stingy. Like, yeah. if you ever look up what they donate to political campaigns because it's public information, it, it'll shock you because it's a lot, like $750. But... If you're worth a hundred million dollars and the <laughs> limit is twenty eight hundred, like why yeah. didn't you just give twenty eight hundred? Yeah, max out. It's crazy. Well, that slides nicely into Rocky Powell's, which is celebrities need to do more philanthropy. Mm-hmm. She didn't feel like they were doing enough this year. Mm. Which I did see a couple of think pieces that were kind of coming for uh celebrities a little bit in the sense that like there's a lot of energy spent trying to galvanize the fans to to donate when there could be a lot more done behind the scenes that energy that is used trying to get their use their influence could just be used via their checkbook and also Mm -hmm. influencing billionaires right like like because like uh i read i forget what where i read this article but it was basically saying like the ultra ultra wealthy aren't like they're not the ones you're making the appeals to and you should be (laughs) like stop asking fans that's a great point like Mm -hmm. i'm sure a billionaire buffy fan would like want to have dinner with sarah michelle geller and then maybe we can get like 500 million for (laughs) cancer research or something like why is she on instagram asking me about it (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I totally agree. I think um, also like raising awareness is like a thing that celebs love to be like, look at what I did. And it's like, no, raising awareness is not much. There's not much can come from that. Yeah, that's like particularly breast cancer charities. You have to look into what they are for because they're often Mm -hmm. for awareness and like literally zero people are unaware. (laughs) At this point, we've all heard of breast cancer. We just need like detection and a cure. So (laughs) let's shift those funds. That be, uh, this year, I was newly a huge fan of Sada Ramirez from Grey's Anatomy, and from mm-hmm. their tweets, I now know um, that bisexual people had it harder than I thought. I All right. can you send me those tweets? <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> that's something that I need to learn about. To be honest, I do think. Look, like awareness and conversation is important, but I, but I agree. I want to see. I guess the thing that I'm like that article I read made me think about was like. But where's the like, holding each other accountability, right? Mm-hmm. And and like it's like, hey, if every celebrity tweeted at Jeff Bezos once a day, maybe he would finally open his checkbook, and his ex-wife mm-hmm. who took his money wouldn't have to be the only one emptying those coifers. Yeah, is that what you call it, coifers? Where you hide all your money? <laughs> I think coffers. Is that a real word? Oh, coffers. Thank yeah, you. <laughs> but it has like an I, eye in it, right? I think. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. like Dolly should have donated and then just like tagged five people and be like, yeah. "Explain why you're not doing this." Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I love that it wasn't positive. It was sort of negative and shaming. But I just be like, why aren't you doing uh, this? Like, oh, like Garth Brooks, you are worth so much. (laughs) Explain why you aren't doing this. It's it's an apolitical thing. It's Mm -hmm. just like do it. Yeah, and it's insane. And also, I think that celebrities should wield the power. Like what you're saying, Lauren, about like Jeff Bezos. It's like not even be like, 
why Jeff Bezos, why aren't you doing this? But it's like, don't be so buddy-buddy with him. Like, yeah. yeah, people taking pictures with him or, like, whatever, like, allowing him to, like, enter, like, Hollywood and stuff with, like, Amazon Prime stuff. It's like, totally no, like, treat him like shit until he changes. Because <laughs> you have so much power as a celebrity like that. Start Absolutely. treating people like shit. As <laughs> my, my dad says, Amazon Prime, not even much on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can see Fargo on Hulu. As you I saw out. such a good tweet yesterday that was just like, "Why are people shitting on the Hulu interface? Amazon Prime Video literally looks like a warehouse." <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. It is like its own built-in Tetris of like how you have to move around yeah. it to get to anything, to get to the three shows you want to see on it. Yes. And to like uh, even see what's free or like what's on Prime and like what's not, it's it's a totally nightmare. confusing to search. Totally yeah. confusing. Yeah. Um, Rachel Chapman has two. They're both very her. She wants Tom <laughs> Hanks to rejoin Instagram and Tom Holland to find love, hopefully with her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, okay. I endorse. I endorse I, yeah. too. Yeah, I think yeah, the Chap- second. I think the second one we're all for. Yes. Yeah. Um, I- I, but I, it, when Rachel marries Tom, I want her to change her name to Chapman Holland. <gasps> oh, that's beautiful. With Tom Hanks as officiant. Yeah. Yes, wow. yes, yes. And he has it so, on Instagram Live. So <laughs> Tom Hanks left Instagram, I guess, because it just wasn't like fun for him anymore. Oh, <laughs> I didn't know. I, I think he also got a lot of heat because I, if I remember Chet? correctly, <laughs> I think people wanted him to speak out more fervently in favor of Black Lives Matter. And I think um, he was getting a lot of like pressure to like find the right word and felt like he was not sure how to navigate important discourse on the platform as it was happening. Mm-hmm. That, I and, think that's what was happening. And he had that, COVID. And he had COVID at the time that it was all happening. So I think there was just a lot of things happening. And I think he didn't feel that he was, I think he decided to take a step back and do some reflection before he was putting stuff out there that wasn't, that was, I, that was how I interpreted it. Honestly, whenever I see a celebrity not on one of the platforms, I'm like, good for them. Yeah. Good call. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know, uh, at me if that's not right, but that's what I believe <laughs> Kim's, was happening. Kim's Convenience Cast, at me yeah. if you heard otherwise. <laughs> Kim's Convenience Cast, if you could at. <laughs> um, I just really want them to be my friends. <laughs> yeah, what? we get it. Yeah. <laughs> the guy, the actor who plays Kim Chi commented on our post the other day, so it gave me <gasps> hope. Yeah. That's huge. Oh, that's pretty much you are getting at Yeah. It. Yeah. Wait. So they gave this mouse a cookie and now I'm thirsty. Oh, no. That's why celebrities can't at people. Because now I want more. Yeah, yeah, there's one more. I will say I hope that Tom Hanks gets back on and finds a comfort level of just, you know, posting what he wants and not worrying too much about it. But also, I hope yeah. he speaks up for Black Lives Matter also. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Just do it. I hope he has a finsta where he just complains mm. about how people are on him to post about Black yes. Lives Right. <laughs> well, His finsta also... is like at Forrest Gump World War II. <laughs> <laughs> it's got to be It's got to be complicated when you have a son like Chet just out mm-hmm. there. Oh, yeah. In and the life world. is complicated. <laughs> life and you have a son like Chet. <laughs> Chet's is... just out there in the world starting fires every day. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Chet and Hillary Baldwin should probably be mm-hmm. on the same like reality show about like not <laughs> just 
it's called don't it's called don't, <laughs> don't stop Please. but it really shouldn't air like no or you have to pay like ten thousand dollars to black lives matter to watch yeah. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. yeah uh so, speaking of huge social issues ali brown feels that dorinda from real housewives of new york should admit she has a drinking problem oh <laughs> specific and real Aww. i think i i i have been watching a lot of housewives since i've been home with my family my mom is Thank a big housewives fan and so it, it got me back into the housewives world and i do have to say i've been thinking a lo- i've been feeling really guilty the last week watching so many people who are clearly in peril yes mm-hmm. and i've been having a lot of moral conundrums about well, my consumption n- new york is particularly like that and i watched one episode i got my husband to watch one episode with me like three months ago and it was like seeing it for the first time because he was like so they're just trashed all the time and i'm like <laughs> oh yeah that is a weird part of the show isn't it that they show up and they just start slamming <laughs> drinks and then the scenes like start i mean it is like oh wait this is unethical and bad <laughs> so ali i I guess I agree with you. Or like, or Dorinda just needs to not be on the show, which is happening anyway. I think her not being on the show is the best resolution she could make for herself. And I wish her health and happiness in the future. It feels like kind of in a way, um, very New York to, for that to be the case that everyone's just going to a, a place and getting trashed. That's kind of my experience of New York. Also, No, it is true. <laughs> it, it's, it's like a regional thing. And then it's something in the cast. that's like really mm-hmm. festered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's the downside of public transportation is public <laughs> yeah. intoxication. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Dorinda is on all the time. You see her on those Sundays. <laughs> <laughs> that M34, Dorinda's there. <laughs> yeah, we hang out on the bus all the time. The M34, oh, <laughs> any Manhattan it. bus. <laughs> it's just the worst. My pre-March 2020 life was a lot of hours on the bus, so you know I was seeing Dorinda. Dorinda. <laughs> yeah, so you saw Dorinda. <laughs> yeah. Um, the next, the last two are are super important. Uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Keen wrote in to say no more viral video attempts, a la Imagine. <gasps> oh mm-hmm. wow! I yeah, agree. this one's a hard yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of those that happened. Unfortunately, there was Imagine, and then there was the like, I will speak up <gasps> against. Yeah, me. the oh. I'm accountable one. Oh, yeah, yes, that one was yes. So bad. What was his name? Jesse from Breaking Bad. Yeah. He like got like really into it and it was like this is making oh. me so uncomfortable. And um Haley from One Tree Hill, no <laughs> one who knew who she was. <laughs> she was like the lowest celebrity. So all the comments were like, Who is after Deborah Messing? Um Oh no, Deborah Messing too. Well, also this oh, extends yeah. to that meme thing that the celebrities were doing. The like where little... they put tiny versions of each other mm-hmm. on your yeah, the name Thousand game. Percent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the elf on the shelf. The elf on the meme. shelf. Yeah. Ugh. Half the it's time just... I'd be like, what is I d I can't figure out <laughs> what yeah. the are you and what's and on your shelf? It's not because they're clever. It's like because you suck, celebrities. It's like <laughs> It, it was like they ended the, the year by just talking to each other, like finally just doing what they wanted to do, which yes. is speak to each other. But didn't um, someone in book club either Kate or Victoria discovered that it was all stemming from the, like a lot of this was stemming from the same social media management company. Correct. <gasps> oh. So they were horrible. telling them basically. I actually that. wonder if the horrible reception of Wonder Woman 84 
I just think people that Gal Gadot imagine thing, like people were not on her side. No, um, I didn't watch the movie, and I'm sure it was terrible. But so many of those movies are terrible. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. It, I, mm, I, <laughs> I did not enjoy Wonder Woman 1984, and it had nothing to do with my feelings about her. Yeah, but I don't think you're you're pretty like firm and resolute in like what you like and you think about why. Like I just wonder in the general public, like if it was like, God, she she pissed me off. All right, I'll watch this. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is they wrote a they wrote a check. When you put a movie in 1984, it's like it's the 80s. This is going to be vibrant and colorful and fun. And the first movie was so of the time period, like World War II and all that stuff. And then it really wasn't an 80s movie. Like, it like it didn't cash the check that it wrote. And it could have been so fun. I think that was, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, please be fun. And then mm-hmm. it just wasn't fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. why would you go out of your way to title it 1984 if you're yeah, not going to like even that being yeah. the title. And also, it. I will say this, Natasha Rothwell, in the five seconds she was on that screen, was so oh. good. And like, why would you underutilize her? She was ready. She was there. Use yeah. her. Mm. I wonder if she was edited down. I haven't seen it, so maybe. Uh But I wonder if she was edited down. Just because I remember when she was cast, it was kind of like a big announcement. So I was surprised to hear that it was Mm -hmm. a smaller role. And she Um, looked so good. She looked 80s and was there to have fun. And it just feels like it feels like it started out to be one movie and then in editing became a different movie. That's how I felt watching it. All right. So, well, our our final suggestion uh, comes from, from you, lo- loyal listener Caitlin Bitzka, <laughs> <laughs> and that's that Snooki should join the cast of Real Housewives of New Jersey. Okay. Um, I feel strongly, and she recently posted. She did the post a pic of mm-hmm. uh, thing uh, on Instagram, mm-hmm. and she did post a pic of her and Melissa and Teresa. And then in a separate question, someone asked, "Are you done with reality TV?" And she said, "Never." <gasps> wow. wow. And I just think if I've been rewatching NJ in quarantine, and I think that Teresa needs help because <laughs> this NJ is the one that has a lead. Like Teresa is the lead of the show, and it's never changing. But we need a sidekick. We need Snooki to come in, take some weight, take some storylines off of Teresa's back. She mm. cannot be doing this all, and. I think that they will respect her because she's a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> and she really lives in New Jersey, has three kids, has a husband named Gianni. Like, she's <gasps> she's walking the walk. So, like, let's see it. Snooki okay. and Gianni. Mm. Snooki like and Gianni. It. Nicole. Alex, oh, are, there right. any, are there any celebrity resolutions you'd like to see in 20... 20- um for sure let's see (laughs) (laughs) i would like the celebrities i like to post more (laughs) yes (laughs) perfect it's just sara ramirez (laughs) i love them i love them sara if you're listening (laughs) please post more please post (laughs) please post i i here's here Ooh, i hope I hope that when inevitably the oral history of Grey's Anatomy is is compiled, that Sarah gets multiple chapters to speak their truth. Because I feel like yeah. they have a lot. I feel like I'll believe their voice more than any of the voices. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like they've, like, replied to, they at fans sometimes, mm-hmm. and they'll, like, reveal little snippets about, like, how they weren't treated very well, or their voice wasn't, you know, mm-hmm. as celebrated as it could be mm-hmm. on the show. How long were they, they like, on the show for? Ten years. <gasps> oh! 
Yeah, and wow. that's not considered a long-running cast member. Yeah. <laughs> was it you really have to do? Mm, it was. I think it's from about 10. season two. Season to, two. Yeah, season twelve or thirteen, maybe. So maybe eleven years. Wow. Yeah, yeah. still a very long time. Yeah. Ugh, iconic. Oh, <laughs> uh, amazing. So uh, on that note, we're gonna take another quick break. We'll be right back. <laughs> All right, so as we said at the top of the show, we have Patrick and Alex here who are the predominant voices in improv internationally <laughs> and are the found are two of the founding members of the brand new Squirrel Theater uh, here in New York. And we couldn't have them on the show and not put their improv prowess to the test, uh, we'll say, just because this is an academic symposium. And so we have come up with five scenarios that we're going to give you really quick for we're going to do five 30 second scenes. Uh, we're going to give you uh, we're going to give you some information and 30 seconds on the clock and see what you cook up. Uh, we call this <laughs> virtually New Year's Eve. <laughs> Uh, and are you ready for this challenge, Patrick and Alex? Yeah, for sure. Amazing. All right. So your first, <laughs> your first thirty second scene is going to be, uh, you are two TikTok influencers who have fallen in love but have never met. You've got thirty <laughs> seconds on the clock. It's um, you. It's it's you. I. We're from such different corners of TikTok. I never thought I'd see you on my FYP. I know. I feel like I'm always trying to bookmark you or copy and try to get you on that front page, but mm -hmm. I've never seen you. And But here you are right in front of me, IRL. IRL. I, I save all your videos just in case you delete. I'm always deleting. I don't feel delete. so confident about my TikToks always. <laughs> Blackout. That's three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's got one round down. Four to go. All right. This next scenario, you are a famous brother and sister duo trapped in their parents' house on New Year's Eve. 30 seconds on the clock. Lights up. Alex, Kirk we have to get out of here. <laughs> Kirk, just wear a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. I put on lip liner for three hours. I am not leaving this house with a mask. We got to get out of here. Okay, well, I have an, a confession. I locked us in here. <gasps> give me the key. Give me the key. Which pocket no, is it no. in? Give me it. You have a 33% chance to guess the right pocket. <laughs> you and your three pocket dresses. Give it to me. We got to get out there. Wow, I I could have lived there forever. All right, this next one, I can't wait to see what you do with it. You are rival late night TV hosts who have been asked to co-host a New Year's Eve event for the first time in decades. 30 seconds on the clock. You look good. Don't talk to me. No, I don't want that. Get that get that out of here. Yeah. I don't think my mic is loud enough. Blackout! 
Wow. <laughs> that was story of two Jimmys. <laughs> that was chilling. Oh, that was chilling. Oh, my God. All right. Whew. Scenario four. You are former pop band members reuniting for a special... Um, yeah. <laughs> and 30 seconds on the clock. Oh, hey. Oh, my God. Hey. hey. It's been so long. I know. You look good. You look good. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. You brought your kids with you? Oh, yeah. You know, got that girl pregnant. <laughs> you know, I always thought we could be something. I... I I did too. Plug <laughs> Were you being okay. hairy? I was being hairy. I was being <laughs> Louie. Uh, well, <laughs> all roads lead back to one direction. Every direction leads to one direction. All right. So for your fifth and final <laughs> virtually New Year's Eve 30 second scene challenge, you each get to be your favorite celebrity and you're at a virtual New Year's Eve party. Lights up. My daughter's pretty big on TikTok. <laughs> it's so great to see you. Uh, <laughs> Keith's just over there. I want you to meet him later. Oh, yes, of course. And my husband, Bart, is over there. Uh it's so nice we're going to finally get our husbands together. <laughs> we should work on something together. I would you... love that. I'll get my people to Black talk to out. your people. <laughs> what? That is beautiful. Wow. Thank wow. you so much. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Wait, Alex, who were you everything. in that last scene? I was Julianne Moore. Oh. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Oh my god. I didn't know I her husband's no name. It's Bart. Bart. <laughs> wow, I didn't know Julianne Moore. I I was surprised Julianne Moore's your uh your favorite celebrity, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. You can be proud of it. Yeah. Well, I just don't have anything further to say about it. <laughs> I hope she posts more in the new year. I'll say that. Yeah, I hope she yeah. and Sarah do some collabs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I love that. Wow. When Broadway uh, comes back. Oh, I hope the two wow. of them do something. Wow. That could be really cool. Wow. Well, Patrick, Alex, thanks so much for being here. I, I think that today's episode is really going to solve celebrity culture. I think, we, I think we managed to come up with a lot of great plans and fixes for 2021. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I'm excited. Watch what happens. Uh, yes, watch what happens. <laughs> and the Stan Stans have fallen in love with you. So where can they find you guys and your theater? You can find our theater at thesquirrelnyc.com. And we have shows uh, Wednesdays and Thursdays. Um, and you can check out the website for links to that. Uh, mm-hmm. Anything else? Anything I'm We're also on socials at thesquirrelnyc. And I have to say, both Patrick and Alex came in to my real college class and guest artist, and I saw them in action, and it was so fun. And so y'all sign up for classes. <laughs> it was so fun. It was, was so great fun. Teachers, yeah, so was your class really was fun. so great. They were awesome. Ooh, nice. Well, thank you guys for ringing in the new year with us. You can find us at We Stand Social across all the platforms. We have been TikTok and more. 
We've actually and, started to TikTok. We did it. And I would say it's a resolution to do more <gasps> in, in 2021. I'd say more. Yeah. It, hey, it only took us 11 months to figure out how the app worked. <laughs> yeah. I'd yeah. say that was about it. <laughs> but now I kind of know. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, well, soon, soon, we had a great... 2020 with you as well as great as we could uh, and we're looking forward to an even better 2021 absolutely thank you Stan Stans. happy new year happy, happy new, new year. year happy new year now the Backstreet Boys are all grown up with their